Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, we'll tell you about a new limited series that we're going to be doing called Masters of Magic. And we're also going to tell you what we think the most important things in Disneyland are this week. And we're going to have a discussion about downtown Disney and tell you everything you need to know. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, and points around Southern California, this is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged, episode 748, for the week of October 22nd, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio here in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Out in California by our associate producer, Mr. Tyler Crouch. Hi, everyone. Our contributing editor, Miss Katrina Manzoni. Hi, everybody. And, of course, as always, the lovely Miss Luella Loriola. Hi, everyone. So, welcome, everybody. Hope your week is off to a good start. Uh... Just a couple of things. I uh, want to remind everybody about our marathon show coming up on November 24th. Uh, that's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. We're going to be doing a 12-hour live broadcast um, as part of our efforts to help raise money for Give Kids the World. Now, if you're not familiar with Give Kids the World, if you're new to this show and you haven't heard us talk about it before, head over to gktw.org, gktw, as in givekidstheworld.org. And you can learn more about that amazing organization. <clears throat> and uh, we're going to be doing a marathon show, like I said. Uh, several people are going to be here joining us for that, including Tyler and Katrina. They'll be out here for it. And we'll be doing a lot of cool stuff that day. Uh, and we, uh, we're we also going to be launching our, uh, our auction, our online auction. Uh, we'll launch that morning, 10 a.m., and run until December 1st at 10 a.m. We're gonna have, we have some amazing stuff that people have donated in order to, uh, for us to put up for auction. 100% of what is raised in that auction goes directly to Give Kids the World. We have already raised in excess of $600,000 for this amazing organization, and we want to really add to that again with this. And some of the stuff coming in is incredible. Now, if you have something that you think would make a good auction item, uh, you can send that to the disboards.com Welcome Center, 6550 North Atlantic Avenue, Suite B, as in boy, Cape Canaveral, Florida, 32920. And uh, we're asking everybody to have, if you're going to donate anything, please have it to us no later than like November 7th, because we need time to photograph it, catalog it, and get it ready for the auction. So very, very excited about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm either going to think I am, after that show, I'm either going to think I am brilliant or insane. Um, but because, you know, it's it's especially the live shows. Uh, these are, are pre-recorded, so it's not quite as bad uh, for me hosting. 
Um, I don't know why there's an energy that goes along with being live that at the end of those shows, I tend to be very tired. So I'm going to see how this goes. But uh, if you want to follow along with that, disunplugged.com, you will be able to follow the feed there. Or, of course, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash disunplugged. You can watch it there and, of course, subscribe and you will know when that show goes up along with any other videos or shows that we publish. So subscribing is good. Uh, The other thing I want to talk about is this special series that we're launching starting this week. It's a limited series and it's called Masters of Magic. And uh, what we're doing in this is we've interviewed uh, four cast members from Disneyland that are in roles where you may not, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know them. So, for example, we have the one going up today with this show is Mark, who is a parade float driver. And so, you know, you see the you see these floats in the parade and how cool they are. You're not really thinking about the guy sitting inside driving it and kind of what goes into that. So um, Mark is one of the ones we'll be talking to. We're going to be talking to someone who uh, is in charge of resort enhancement. So all the display windows you see. As you walk around the parks, all the decorations that you see in the parks and the hotels and uh, downtown Disney, she's responsible. That's Dawn, mm-hmm. um, who's responsible for all those. Um, then we talk to Umberto, who is the uh, arborist for the Disneyland Resort. He's uh, He manages the team that takes care of the plants, the flowers, the trees, all of that stuff. And again, these guys work overnight. You never see these guys. Um, Yet, you know, it's one of the things everybody kind of notices when you're in the park is how beautifully landscaped it always is. And and then remind me of his name. uh, Stephen. Stephen, who's uh, the show choreographer for Fantasmic. Um, And, you know, we got a great look behind the scenes at what goes into that. So, uh, like I said, this week we're talking to Mark, who's the parade float driver. And then each week for the next four weeks, we'll be releasing one of these videos. Um, but here's a, here's a quick sizzle reel that Rhino has put together uh, to kind of give you an idea of what Masters of Magic will be all about. Hi, my name is Steven Ashavi. My name is Humberto Mojica. My name is Mark Compion. My name is Don Keen, and I am the Resort Enhancement Manager. And I am a Parade Sport Float Driver. Arborist Manager for Disneyland Resort. My current role is Maintenance Choreographer here at the Disneyland Resort. Coming to Disneyland and getting this job, this opportunity, was almost a dream come true for me to be a part of the magic on a job that not necessarily a lot of people know about. We are almost the unsung heroes putting on a production without ever really being recognized. You don't see the, the people working, it's all behind the scenes. Doesn't mean that there's not a big group of people actually taking care of it. Our teams are out in the resort every single day. You know, we don't just put the window in and walk away, it's daily maintenance. It emotionally touches you in some way, shape or form. And I love that. And I love that I can sometimes take what's in a movie and put it in a show like Fantasmic and a person can go, that's my favorite movie and that's my favorite character. And I just saw that and oh my God. So that's a look at what will be coming up. YouTube.com slash Disunplugged. You'll find those videos. And like I said, you can subscribe to that channel and know when a new one goes up.
So that is it for me in housekeeping. Does anybody else have anything? No, I'm seeing a lot of heads nodding now. It's not like the Tuesday show where somebody like other people always have something. Um, all right. There's not that much going on. We're not out there with you guys. So like... so nothing happens out there? Nothing? Not as much, honestly. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and talk about most important things in the world to us this week. And actually, I think this week we will start with uh, Luella. So Luella, what? what's your most important thing in Disneyland this week? Okay, so uh, this episode already happened, but with the magic of technology, I really urge all of you to go into the Freeform website. Uh, Freeform did a wonderful special a couple days ago called Decorating Disney. Um, It was part of their 31 Nights of Halloween, and they highlighted the the behind-the-scenes decoration of Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and the Disney Cruise Line. And so if you go into the freeform.com um, account and you just log in, it's actually many people already have a Disney account. It's the same login. You can uh, you can click on to stream it, uh, attach it to your whatever internet service provider you have, and watch this episode because they go behind the scenes of a lot of things at Disneyland, um, especially the gingerbread house at the inside the haunted mansion and it's amazing and the gentleman who talks about it um, I've met him he's so kind and he talks about all the detail and all the months of planning on creating this gingerbread house and you even see them placing it inside the haunted mansion so it's it's a really great show uh, you can uh, please catch it because I think it's you've always kind of wondered well how'd they get that gingerbread in there and it's not easy um, that gingerbread house in there and then plus they talk about the big pumpkin at the entrance of Main Street of uh, how it takes to um, keep that pumpkin looking the way it does and all the different pumpkins and um, and then they talk touch on decorations in the Disney Cruise Line as well as Walt Disney World. So if you're interested in how they decorate behind the scenes of Halloween, um, please catch this show. It was a wonderful show, and I love all that behind-the-scenes stuff. So I'm excited for the new series about Behind behind the Magic. So um, this can go right in line with the new series coming up. Awesome. Yeah, I I, I didn't get a chance to see it. I'm going to have to watch it. Um, And for those who are like newbies with Disneyland, you may be wondering what we're talking about with a gingerbread house inside Haunted Mansion. Uh, Disneyland, uh, through the fall and uh, Christmas season, holiday season, uh, they do an overlay on Haunted Mansion uh, around the nightmare before Christmas. And it's one of the coolest things you will ever see in your life. And yes, I'm, and every year that gingerbread house is different. So you got to come back every year. <laughs> that would be ideal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Luella. What about you, Rhino? Um, so Disney Parks uh, has um, been releasing these exclusive pop vinyls, uh, the Funko Pop vinyls um, of late, and they have kind of picked up the – it seems like now it's going to be a monthly release of a thing. They recently released the um, one of the uh, Hitchhiking Ghosts in the Dune Buggy uh, – the Doom Buggy, excuse me. And then um, before that, they had the, um, the uh, Br'er Rabbit and uh, – What's the other one's name? Brer Bear. Um, Brer Bear. In in Brer the Fox. Uh, Brer, uh, yeah, who was it in there? Now I don't know because I have it, but I haven't yeah, looked you were at right. it. No, it's Brer Bear and Brer Rabbit. Okay, okay. I just want to make yeah. sure. And um, so they're in the Splash Mountain um, ride vehicle, go um, with like water around them, and then. Um, before that, they released, like, here we had an exclusive Orange Bird one. You guys had an exclusive Yeti one. Um, so they've been they've been kind of doing these. Okay, all- but those things, I, I'm sorry. I, I, 
they like they haunt my dreams. They're <sighs> these creepy looking things. I, I don't know. I've never gotten into the Funko Pop stuff. Well, they're pretty popular now, um, and I think they're going to try and push them to be more of a monthly release. So this month they're releasing Red from the. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and that is coming out on both coasts, but Disneyland is also getting a re-release of the Abominable Snowman from the Matterhorn, and he's in a diamond edition, so he's going to be a um, little, little glitter, sparkly, sparklier-er, shinier, I guess would be the word. Well said. But, um, yeah, so I never, got, I, I never got the original one of these, because I got into these after... I, I, I mean, I was, I've always, like... I'm. I like Funko Pops, but I like specific ones that are like cute, and I don't necessarily need a full set. But um, the Snowman, I, I, he went by. He was gone before I even knew this was a thing. And um, like I've got Indiana Jones. That one's really cool. I've got an Orange Bird one from here. I've got the Figment one, and I've now I've got the um, Splash Mountain one. But um, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, this this is releasing October 26th. Um, so that is the last Saturday. That's Saturday, right? Yes. Let me just double check. That is a Friday. That is this Friday as of the release of the show. Um, so uh, that will be released at Downtown Disney in Anaheim as part of uh, the World of Disney's big grand opening, uh, reopening. So... I'm sure there'll be quite a line. I know, Tyler, you you enjoy the Funko Pops as well. I do, but I'm kind of like you where I don't need, like, a full set. Like, I'm not going to go, like, I need all the Stranger Things. Yeah. You know, every one from that set. Like, I'll just get, like, one character here and there, you know. And I, I, th- I, I kind of like the look of them. I know they're kind of creepy, but I don't know. I feel like, you know, we all like Nightmare Before Christmas, and that looks kind of creepy, too. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I kind of like the creepy vibe. Well, there's there's creepy, and then there's that thing's going to come to life and stab me in my sleep. Creepy, and that's what those Funko Pop things are. Well, I saw the oh, movie Dolls when I was way too young. So what's that, that? That that I said I saw the movie Dolls when I was way too young. That is, that that is a movie you do not want to see when you're a young child. <laughs> my son loves Funko Pops. We got a ton. Yeah. We have a ton. Yeah. I like putting them on display. Grown, grown on me. <laughs> yeah, they're like they like cute. Like if there's like ones from like I have all the Hannibal ones. So you know it's Hannibal and then Will and the thing with the mask on and he's got the knife and they sit in front of my <laughs> Blu-ray shelves like and stuff. So it, it I'm but I'm like I said like I only like specific ones. I don't think all of them across the board are cute. And I'm not one of those people who's going to be out. Like I'm telling you, people are going to be out like five in the morning waiting in line for these things i'm i just like them when i can get them i don't want it to be like a difficult thing to get well and this is not my most important thing in disneyland this week but uh, speaking of like long lines at 5 a.m tyler put up a video on the dis unplugged facebook it was the dis unplugged facebook channel you put it up on i think uh, of people yeah. in line for the hatbox ghost tiki mug at trader sam's at disneyland what the heck was that? I heard it was like six hours long. Was it really a six hour so, long? So if you got there, apparently if you got there at like 7 a.m., it was around six hours long. Uh, we actually woke up at 3 a.m. and went over there and, and and then we got there and it took us another four hours or so once we got there. So um, it was a process. Like... Okay, and again, for people who may not know what we're talking about, Trader Sam's is this really cool tiki bar at the Disneyland Hotel. 
They do uh, uh, all sorts of cool tiki mugs that are very obviously very popular. This was the Hatbox Ghost from Haunted Mansion, which is exists in Disneyland's Haunted Mansion, not in the one in Walt Disney World. I'm sorry to say, but um, did everybody in that line get one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because yeah. that's where we'll that's some available. Uh, I mean, as soon as this show comes out, they're probably not going to be available. But the day they still had stuff available um, the next day. Well, they because uh, when we released ours here in World, um, they did, they, they did were it limiting it. They yeah. were limiting it to two hundred a day, and even if there were five hundred people in the line, which apparently the line was quite long that day here too for release. Yeah. They weren't telling people that you weren't going to get one. They were letting people wait in line. It wasn't until they got up that they felt like, no, they were out for the day. And they still had them. They still had them. They still had them. But they had had reached their limit for that day. They refused to sell anymore. Um, And you want to talk about Mm -hmm. falling down on the job again. This is why, I mean, our, our Trader Sam's feels like the corporate version of the one out in Disneyland. The Disneyland one is the original. That was where it was first done. We we globbed onto it out here. Um, and I, ours feels like the corporate version of Trader Sam's, where that one out in Disneyland feels very authentic and just yeah. more, I don't know, it has a better vibe. I don't like the one here. I don't well, like it. I feel like in Orlando too, they've kind of cheapened it a little bit because they have so many effects for like, it seems like every single drink, it's like yeah. they have all these different effects. Whereas in California, there's only like three or four of them. And I think it just kind of plays better when it's not happening on a regular basis. You know, that, I think I've talked about it before, but that's just my opinion. I think that kind of cheapens it kind of makes it feel less fun when it's like all night long, just over and over again. It's oh, it's annoying. Too much. It's annoying. Um, yeah. So, all right. Um, that was I hijacked your. That's all right. Well, it was all done, the same thing. Collectible things coming yeah. out. So same realm. Right. Yeah, that way I was done with mine though. The 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 red from Pirates of the Caribbean, the one that I spoke about, I believe is coming out on the same day. But I could be incorrect. The red for red. I think she's coming out the twenty seventh. Okay, so the Abominable Snowman is the end. And if you're listening and you live on the East Coast, the uh. The re-release of the Orange Bird is coming out the same day, too, on the 26th for those two. But um, Red might be coming out after that. So if you're obsessed with them, you'll find the answer where you need it. <laughs> I could not find it direct information. Sometimes Disney doesn't like to tell you too far ahead of time because they don't want it to be a thing where you can plan too much. So, All right. Thank you, Rhino. Katrina, what about you? So this news might be a little late, but... Disney has Disneyland has now created a new parking structure next to Mickey and Friends, and it's going to be 6,500 parking spaces. Jeez. But the best part about it is, is they're making a pedestrian bridge. So I was really happy about this because Tyler and I like walking to Disneyland versus taking the tram because sometimes the security can take a little longer than normal. And sometimes when I'm glad they're, they're doing the pedestrian bridge because if you're walking, usually that stoplight area gets bombarded with people and cars trying to turn so it gets like a little unsafe and chaotic especially for strollers and kids because there's a lot of people with kids and their strollers are in the in like in like the walkway or like 
in the street. So I think this is a lot safer option. And I'm surprised that they didn't announce it earlier when they decided to do the garage, but maybe just because the hotel canceled out that they're able to make the pedestrian yeah. bridge. I don't know. If you think about well, it I'm too, happy. yeah, I'm really happy as well because <laughs> it, like, especially on like a Friday night, a Saturday night or whatever, that intersection over there is just flooded with all sorts of cars and people and to the point where they have police out there on a, on a regular basis on Friday and Saturday nights, just mm. the most crowded nights always have cops out there directing traffic. So it's true. I don't know. So, pedestrian bridge is really, Needed. It's going to be definitely helpful. I just I don't know if it where exactly it's going to like land up, but you're definitely going to be crossing Magic Way, so you don't have to like touch the street. So yeah. I'm happy. Cool. With that. All right. Thank you, <laughs> Katrina. What about you, Tyler? What's yours? All right. So uh, I guess it. Yeah, it was yesterday. We actually uh, time flies, but yeah, yesterday we actually got to try the brand new ice cream shop that has opened up at Downtown Disney, which is called Salt and Straw. It uh, took over the, the old Haagen-Dazs, and this ice cream is kind of more of an artisanal type of thing, and it's much more like, you know, Thrifty's ice cream, or like Haagen-Dazs ice cream even is much more sugary, and this is much more creamy, and more, I don't, I don't know how to put it other than it just feels more, it feels more handmade, you know, it, it just feels like an old-timey type of thing, so... I mean, I have a, a list of a bunch of different flavors here. They do have three Halloween flavors right now. The Great Candy Copia, which has like a bunch of different like candies smashed up into it. Mummy's Pumpkin Spice Potion, which is basically uh, ice cream uh, pumpkin spice latte. And it's vegan. And that is vegan, yeah. And then there's the Creepy Crawly Critters, which is, uh, which we actually, we do have a vlog coming out. And uh, I actually did give this one a try, and it has it's matcha ice cream with actual bugs in it. There are matcha. Uh, What's matcha? Chocolate covered tea. crickets and um, coconut covered mealworms. So you'll have to watch the video. I'll put it in the show notes. And yeah, none of matcha, that is appealing have, in my food. I have had that flavor because they had it. I went to Salt and Straw that was in Culver City with my friend Carrie. Um, like two years ago, and okay. that was the flavor there. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna try the weirdest flavor on this menu. And I was like, there are real bugs in this, or <laughs> like so. Did you get a big grasshopper? Uh, they're crickets. They're crickets, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, they're not real crickets, obviously. They are. No, they are. They are. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they're real. They are real crickets and real mealworms. Like, um, um, like, were people cut to me. lying? Cut it? to me. What? Yeah. What? Are you kidding? No. You're no. going to see this guy eat Yeah. If you want to watch me eat it, you can check out the vlog. What? When <laughs> When did this become a thing? Have I been sleeping for 20 years? What? They um sell the candied bugs in the like exit of the mummy at Universal and stuff. So you can get yeah. like the scorpion and the lollipop and the worms or the That's crickets true. and the things that I, I at least at ours in in florida i don't know if you guys do it there but that's yeah a we big don't have a shop no that's here. that's a big 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 no from me i i i, I think <laughs> you're talking about like candy bugs because it's no, an ice cream store and you know oh it's an ice cream store yay i don't expect yeah. insects literally have insects in my ice cream I yeah. really try to avoid places that are going to put insects in my food. I don't want to you see pictures. <laughs> <laughs> the I, funny thing is, I, honestly, if if nobody told you, you probably wouldn't have known. Because, if nobody because, told like, me, if, if they didn't tell me, and then I found out, there would be <laughs> police would be called. I would oh my lose God, I, I my, my stuff. 
I need to take my boys. Yeah, you got to try that. So prices aren't that bad. I mean, for kids scoops are like $5 and then it's like $6 for a normal scoop. And then uh, when we were checking out, they are offering us like a like free uh, cone, like a free, what is it? Sugar yeah, they, cone? they were like, do you want a sugar cone to go with it? So they don't charge, they don't upcharge you for sugar cones and things like that. So that's kind oh, of nice. no, but they put, they put bugs in the food. So Just who cares if they're Just putting, the oh, we're not going to upcharge you for this cone, but here's some dirt and some bugs for, for your ice cream. <laughs> what the heck is that about? Uh, that's it, insane. They strange flavors. I mean, listen to this one. They have black olive brittle and Humboldt fog goat cheese. Okay. Yeah. We won't be going here. Um, yeah, th- th- their whole thing is that they're, they do like these small batches of ice cream and it's all organic, sustainable, all that stuff, but they like use whatever's. Oh, so this is a, like, this is the tree hugging hippie, uh, ice cream store. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why they I got mean, bugs and dirt. And, so, okay. I mean, they like to do like local stuff. So, uh, I don't know. That's probably important. Portland yeah. thing is they like weird stuff cause they keep everything weird over there. So yeah. I love Portland. So I always. It makes me like think back of I don't know these weird like weird concoctions, you know. But I mean, they also have some other good stuff too. I mean, they have like pots of golden rainbows, which is like Lucky Charms flavored ice cream, and they also have roasted strawberry coconut and dandelion chocolate hazelnut cookies and cream, which is also that one's gluten free and vegan. It was kind of interesting. We we tried that on it the blog too. It doesn't taste like so. cookies and cream, but it tasted pretty good. So I mean, it, it, I don't know. Honestly, I think it's a. I think it's really cool to see something smaller and new come in and take over for Haagen Dazs. Which I don't know. We've all had Haagen Dazs. I don't really need to go to Haagen Dazs in my life ever again. I feel like, to be honest with you, but I, I. So I'm just glad to see something more unique, and and I'm really happy that they're going to keep on coming out with new flavors because they have three Halloween flavors. So. I'm I'm really curious to see what kind of cool stuff they come up with. Down so there. yeah, I'm I'm, exi- I'm excited for the cockroach flavored ice cream that they're probably yeah. going to be coming out with next. I mean, <laughs> come on, mealworms no, and grasshoppers and crickets and uh, I don't know, I don't know, you California people, I don't get it, I don't get it. All right, um, you know, I. I'm thrown off now. I really did not think those we were talking about real bugs in the ice oh, cream. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, my most important thing in Disneyland this week is the fact that they have, in fact, confirmed they have scrapped the luxury hotel project uh, that was originally scheduled to have started already. Um, they were going to build this AAA Four Diamond luxury hotel right between Disneyland Hotel and Grand Californian. I never liked the idea of this. Um you know, I was willing to see what they did with it before I passed judgment on it, but I was not thrilled that they were just, you know, cramming this huge resort in a place where it really didn't fit. And more, you know, I talked about this on uh, last week's uh, Tuesday show um, that I I was really afraid of what was going to happen to the Disneyland Hotel with that with that project. And because it looked like from the artist renderings, it kind of looked like the Disneyland Hotel could end up being just swallowed up and made a part of this and like leveled. Um, Now I wonder what they're going to do um, instead. So Earl of Sandwich, we know, has come back. It looks like Earl of Sandwich is back to stay. That's a good thing. Um, But the AMC Theater has been gutted along with Rainforest Cafe. Um, um, and I, 
we did just see that story on OC Register. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know the validity of it, but it, but they did that say rainforest that is going to come back. That rainforest to wants to come. back. And I think that's I think that's a po- a good possibility. I look, I could do without Rainforest Cafe. I don't think it's that great, but um, I think that's a possibility versus AMC, which already moved over to uh, Garden Walk, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you know, I don't think. AMC is coming back. So you wonder what they're going to do. They can't leave that space empty. They're trying to do food and entertainment focus. So we'll see what kind of new foods they're going to bring because that's what they're going to try to do. And shopping, I guess. You think they'll try and turn that AMC theater into a restaurant or a series of restaurants? I hope so. I hope they at least be smart about it and do like, you know, a couple smaller kind of restaurants, you know, kind of like an Earl of Sandwich kind of thing, like quick grab and goes that are actually good, kind of like a, like the polite, not a polite pig, that's not grab and go, but like the poutine that they have at Disney Springs. I would I would want something like that, like small mm. grab and go kinds of foods or like the chicken guy. I would I would do that stuff. But you have to, yeah. you have to imagine that, you know, they, they said they've scrapped the plan. Um, but are they gonna look at, doing something like leveling that area and doing something else now that they've I don't know it's very the whole thing's very weird um very weird for Disney to announce something as major as a new hotel and then you know and and obviously we've talked about the political ramifications of it what was going on with the Anaheim City Council and how that impacted this project I'm not going to go into that again but you, it's very unusual for Disney to announce a project and then back out. So, sky's the limit here. I don't think. I, I don't know. I, I wonder what they're going to end up doing ultimately with that space because even with Earl of Sandwich coming back, and even if Rainforest Cafe comes back, everything's going to feel temporary for a while. And I think that if we're in a world where Disney can announce a hotel and then change its mind. Anything is possible uh, with that space. Uh, they had they had it in their mind. They were going to level it and develop. So they're not doing a hotel. Doesn't mean they're not going to level it and develop something else. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting. But I'm glad Earl's Sandwich is open. I love Earl's Sandwich. I think Earl's Sandwich is awesome. Um, yeah. I'd rather see them put something else in than a Rainforest Cafe. And then, of course, there's ESPN Zone. Um, you know whether or not that will come back, or have we heard anything about that? Or I haven't heard anything about it. <laughs> I, and I heard, again, I heard that Rainforest was gutted and ESPN Zone was gutted, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure Rainforest doesn't have a place to put all their robotic monkeys, so I'm sure they're they're willing to put them back in there. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they've got all sorts of props that. That place is probably the biggest pain in the butt to put back together, I'd have to well, guess. I've been I've been racking my brains trying to think in the twenty one plus years I've been doing this and following this. I'm trying to think of another example where Disney made a major announcement like that, got to uh, right up to construction and then backed off. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of where that... I mean, they've never announced stuff, but they've had construction plans that have fallen through like that before. I mean... Well, I mean, the last time I can remember is when uh, they were uh, 
developing the additional buildings for Pop Century. Um, they had actually already put the buildings up, but that was after after 9-11. They backed away from doing that because the economy tanked. In Probably 2007, again. sorry, um, when I was working at Hollywood Studios, they literally came to, it was maybe somewhere between 2007 and 2010, <coughs> people came to, con- like, the workers were there to start construction on a new attraction, and they said, go home, we're not going to do it. So they, like, got really far along. Like, yeah, but this was a major announcement. This yeah. was... Well, go ahead, Craig. The only time I can remember it personally was Hyperion Wharf, which eventually down the road became Disney Springs. But I think you can even still find the Disney Parks blog announcement where they said, coming soon is Hyperion, Hyperion Wharf, yeah. this brand new reimagining of downtown Disney at Walt Disney World here. And then it just never happened. And people kept waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. And then eventually it was coming soon to downtown Disney. We're going to reimagine it as Disney Springs. Right. And that's about the only one. But that project still went. I mean, they announced they were going to make major changes to Pleasure Island and uh, uh, the marketplace and all that stuff. And while they didn't go through with their first plan, they did end up doing exactly that, reimagining downtown Disney here into Disney Springs. So that's why I'm wondering is this going to be a similar story? Well, I remember years ago when there was a lot of buzz, and this was a long time ago, I was really young, but in Long Beach, Disney was really going to put an amusement park near the Queen Mary. I remember the concept art. I remember being excited. And I think a lot of those employees, I think Disney owned it because I remember it so vividly. But then it fell through. The city wasn't supporting it or something happened well it's just it was a a plan that i thought was going to happen well it's it's uh it it should be interesting to see what uh what follows next but i'm you know it's it's uh it's just unusual it's just doesn't it doesn't it just seem to you that somebody (laughs) just didn't dot all the i's and cross all the t's or something like no 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 no. this was all all eyes were dotted, all T's were crossed. This fell apart because of the consternation with the Anaheim City Council. They originally right, had they originally had a deal for a tax break that was going to be somewhere in the vicinity of two hundred and fifty million dollars, which helps them justify the cost of building and so on and so forth. But then the Anaheim City Council, because they're not wanting to give out any more tax breaks to Disney, said, "Well, you know what." You, you know, the a plan we we approved had the hotel located in this area, and now you want to build it in this area. And literally, we're talking about several hundred feet difference. So it was yeah. not it was not legitimate. This was this was the Anaheim City Council sticking it to Disney. Um, and then, of course, Disneyland turned around and said, "You know what? We don't want any more of your tax breaks. Let's reset our relationship. This is too this is too ugly, and we're going to pause." our building of this of this new resort and so the anaheim city council you know they they bet they were like oh okay great we're you know this is what we wanted and so now disney is saying think about it too that's an awful lot of tax revenue not going in to anaheim every single every single one of those resorts every resort in Anaheim has a resort tax on it and that goes to the city that doesn't go to the theme parks so 
And we're talking about what was to be a luxury hotel. What we were hearing was that the the pricing on this was going to be superior to what we get see right now at Grand Californian, which is already astronomical. Not hard to find a standard view room for six hundred dollars a night. That's the cheap one. That's the that's that's during cheap season. Um, so we had to assume that this was going to be somewhere, you know, your cheapest room <clears throat> at this new resort was going to be between eight hundred and a thousand dollars a night, and then think about. What is it, 12.5% resort tax per night? Um, I think I could be wrong on that, but it's somewhere in that, in that range. You think about that revenue going to Anaheim, they just lost that revenue. So <clears throat> that's why they will give tax breaks because they're going to make that money back in that. So, Craig, are you trying to get my attention? I was just going to throw in for the fun facts. I, I did look it up. Um, the three other things that were announced as official was going to happen and then ev- inevitably didn't uh, in terms of really big scale stuff. The first one goes back all the way to the Mineral Ski uh, Resort, Mineral King Ski Resort that Walt Disney wanted to do and just fell through. The next one, Michael Eisner did officially announce Disney's America that was supposed to come to True, that's Park. right. And then it never happened. And then also Luella was very close with what she said. Um, it was Port Disney, and it was supposed to be in Long Beach. And eventually that got repurposed as Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh. So those were three of them that yes. almost And then happened. also the Eastern Gateway was announced. I remember that on Disney Parks blog. The one, the parking lot that was supposed to be on the other side of Harbor. Oh, oh yeah, that was that just was this past year. Yeah. yeah, that was announced and ready to go or not ready to go, but there was a lot of buzz about that, and then poof, it was gone. <laughs> so, yeah. so it'll be very interesting to see how this how this all shakes out. So, all right, that's enough of that stuff. Let's go ahead and move on to talking about Downtown Disney or Downtown Disney One Hundred One. For those who've never been out to California, if you have been to Disney World, especially recently with our Disney Springs, it's a very different experience out in Disneyland prior to Disney Springs opening prior to it, you know, being what it is now, I used to say that downtown Disney and California had it all over, over us. Um, I don't feel that way anymore. I think we've definitely taken the, taken the crown, uh, with Disney Springs. <laughs> um, so you agree? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Luella, what do you think? Have you, have you been to Disney Springs yet? I haven't been to Disney Springs, but I've been to downtown Disney. And (laughs) I remember that downtown Disney. Um, But, you know, there's just so many construction areas around downtown Disney right now. Uh, So I have a lot of hope that it'll get better. And once they decide what they want to do to that little corner where they closed everything, uh, let's hope that it just gets better instead of worse. Yeah. Oh, we have a. Got to update that software. (laughs) Is that a software update? Is that what that is? Can't connect. Not not now. Mm-hmm. Not now. Um okay, so Tyler, why don't you start us off? Um take us through take us through downtown Disney. What do people need to know if it's their first visit to California? What do they need to know about well, downtown Disney? So downtown Disney is basically the gateway to the parks. Uh no matter which if you're gonna stay on property, uh and you're going to be walking through downtown Disney to get to any of the parks, unless you're in Grand Californian, of course, and you have your private entrance to Grand Californian, or 
you know what I mean. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, to uh, to California Adventure. Um, so it's just a big shopping district with lots of different uh, restaurants, mostly, uh, and then also just kind of mostly Disney-oriented shops as well. There are other things. Do you have a list of the places? I thought you did. Sorry, but um, there's there's tons of different restaurants. Most of them owned by Patina. They have like places like Uva Bar. I have a list Naples. of the restaurants. Sorry, I have the list of the restaurants. Are you looking for a list of? Oh yeah, yeah, go, yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna mention some of the restaurants. Well, so just going by like the official Disney website and all they have listed as places like I, you know, I always forget Jamba Juice is there, um, but you've got uh, Catal Restaurant, you've got Earl's Sandwiches back, La Brea Bakery Cafe, and then there's the Express um, section connected to that. You've got um, the Naples Ristorante. Um, Napolini, um, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, uh, Salt and Straw that we talked about earlier. There's Splitsville there that's fairly new. Um, you've got your Sprinkles, your Starbucks locations, um, Tortilla Joe's, and then there's the Uva Bar. And if you need a snack, you've got a Wetzel's Pretzels. And then there's that churro cart down there too, isn't there? All right, so let's let's start off talking about dining, okay? Because you have some quick service uh, options uh, at Downtown Disney, but you also have some table service. So let's start with table service um i'll start with you tyler if you had to pick one place table service to eat at downtown disney which one's it going to be that's a really hard question uh i was not prepared for that uh, i know i know that's why uh, i, asked I would it. say if i had to pick one place maybe ralph brennan's as kitchen uh i i think that overall I would say that that place has the biggest bang for its buck. You can find a lot of good food in downtown Disney, but that one is just everything I've eaten there has been delicious, tasty, and uh, I, you know, with the price in mind, I can't say that for every other restaurant around there. So, and I'm going to agree with you on that. If I have to pick one place, um, uh, it's it's going to be Ralph Brennan's, um, and for those. Uh, who don't know it's a cajun creole type uh menu um and their fried chicken is absolutely out of this world uh i gotta say their fried chicken's incredible um service has always been really good it's a really eclectic menu a good menu um and that's like it's almost a requirement every trip that i have to go to ralph brandon's uh what about you rhino uh, it's it's hard to pick this one. I I actually have never been to um, Catal. Uh, I've never eaten inside. I've always eaten. Catal inside. is a close second for me. Yeah, Catal is a very that's a med- that's more Mediterranean uh, food, um, and it's uh, there's a, a tapas version served at the Uva Bar, which kind of sits right in the middle of downtown Disney, and they have some dishes that you can eat there that all come out of Catal. But then upstairs is the main restaurant for Catal. And that's always been also very, very good. It's hard because I like the Uva Bar, even though <coughs> it, it's not the fanciest of the places. But you're, I like sitting out in the middle because the, um, the Uva Bar is located. It's like a circular dining area that is in the middle of the walkway, essentially. So people kind of go around you and their shops around you. And I like it, but it, it's like a little expensive when it comes to the, the food that's there. Um, well, it's all expensive it's, there. It's, I mean, it's hard because I'm with you. I do like Ralph Brennan's. Um, I've done Tortilla Joe's recently too, and that was that was really good too. Yeah, there's no, there's not a lot of bad. No, there's no sit down that I would be like if somebody said oh, I'm going to go sit and dine here, I wouldn't be like, oh no, don't do that. So I, even though there's limited sit down options, I think they're actually all good options. Yeah. 
yeah. Katrina? So I, I agree with both of you. I love the Jazz Kitchen. Their green goddess salad with grilled chicken is probably like my favorite lunch item to eat. And then their shrimp and grits are always fantastic. And their price points are like, you know, um, like in the good 20s, maybe 30s. But then uh, I do agree with Rhino that Tortilla Joe's is pretty good. But I would just go for like appetizers and shareables, like grab a margarita and then do their tableside guacamole because yeah. I feel like that is always totally worth it with Tyler and I. We'll just share tableside guacamole and have a margarita as an appetizer and then go do something else. But those are my top two. And I guess Uva Bar is pretty good too. I don't know. Everything's good. Uh, <laughs> my top is probably Jazz Kitchen though. Hands down. Luella, what about you? Oh gosh, I, I have to agree with you guys. I do love the Jazz Kitchen, but I have a special place in my heart of Catal. Actually, that's where I was engaged. So oh. <laughs> we like to go there. And um, we've gone there for Mother's Day. It's a very nice place. It's never really crowded. And the food is always on par. And it's one of the patina restaurants. So um, I'm going to put Katala a little bit above everything. But like you all said, there's nothing really bad in downtown Disney. There's not a lot. As there's, there could be more. And that's what I hope they bring. Right. But everything is really good. Now, in terms- While we're on that subject, actually, I should mention while we're like talking about what could be coming is they are building Black Tap and Ballast Point as well. So Black Tap is going to be a burger place and Ballast Point. I, I'm not 100 percent sure what kind of food they're going to be selling. <clears throat> probably just American stuff with, you know, and of course, Ballast Point is a brewery. So they're going to have a lot of their own beers on offer. We actually we were there yesterday and we saw that they had on the out. They have a patio above Wetzel's Pretzels. And on the patio, they had a couple of the, what do you call them, stills, I guess, for brewing beer, like just sitting there ready to be installed. Mm. So I think that's really cool. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for those two places coming. All right. Now, um, in, in terms of uh, quick service, grab and go, um, what is, Tyler, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this over to you. What's your, what's your go-to place for quick service? For quick service, it's got to be Earl of Sandwich, like hands down. That that one, and that's another reason I'm just so happy it's back because uh, there is, you know, the quick service uh, over at Tortilla Joe's. I've, I've not had the greatest meals there. Some of the meat can be kind of fatty. Um, also, I think that the the Ralph Brennan, also, that also has a quick service area. That's, that's pretty good, too. That's got a lot of good stuff. And, they, of course, they have the beignets. You can get the beignets afterwards. But I guess for my money, uh, just when I'm hungry and I just want to have a quick snack or a quick meal, I guess I should say, uh, Earl of Sandwich is, is the place for me. And I agree. I agree with Earl of Sandwich. But I also like the pizza at Naples. And they have mm-hmm. that Napolini, uh, Napolini quick service attached to the Naples restaurant. Yeah. And it has some really, really good pizza. There's some good stuff yeah. to grab there. So. That- that is under construction right now, but you can still get the to-go pizza if you go and talk to one of the cast members over there. And beg? You have to beg. Okay. What? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, I missed what you said. Rhino, what about you? Um, I Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I like the pizza there. I, I think Earl of Sandwich is pretty much like your guaranteed, like, you if you've ever had it at Disney World or Disneyland or anywhere that they offer it, really. Um, it's You know that it's a solid sandwich, but... Um, 
I like La Brea Bakery as well. Um, I really, yeah, I, but it it's more like a convenience thing, I think, just because it's on the end. I'm so used to it's the last stop before you get to the Esplanade where yeah, the parks are. Yeah, and when security <clears throat> used to be over on the um, security is now if you're going entering downtown Disney, it's by the Disneyland Hotel or by the um, I forget the name of the road Harbor Boulevard on the other side. Um, and it used to be like right after La Brea Bakery. So there were days where I was just like getting really hangry and I'd be like, okay, I need to go right in here and get it, get something, you know, just sometimes I just want a sandwich and there's not a lot of places that offer you just that quick sandwich. That's not anything to do about it. It's just bread and a sandwich. And, you know, especially when you're on vacation and you're eating out a lot, that's why like sometimes I just want simple whatever. But, um, but I mean, it's not like my first choice is probably Earl of Sandwich or or the pizza, like Pete said. All right, Katrina. It's kind of hard for me because a lot of the grab and goes are like a lot non gluten friendly, so I can't really eat much. But I will say I like sprinkles and get a <laughs> cupcake or a cookie. <laughs> Healthy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Luella. What yeah, about sugar, what about you, oh, Luella? Earl of Sandwich. I'll go to Downtown Disney to just buy Earl of Sandwich and I'll leave. Uh, Well, you live close enough to do that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I was really happy that it came back. But I'm like Rhino. I I like La Brea Bakery. I can just grab a salad and go. It's so it's a true grab and go, and just get a muffin or a coffee. And it's it's I'm not expecting gourmet food here. It just satisfies me. It's easy. It's quick and it's fast. Yeah. So I like La Brea Bakery. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Really, La Brea? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's, the bread that's in the in the it, park it, and everything it, too. I'm never surprised. It's just no, because it always it always sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. so you're never surprised by that. I, I my my expectations are it's going to suck, and you you exceed my expectations every time. Um, and it's right there. Earl of Sandwich is a little bit of a walk. It's at the other end. So if I'm getting right off the tram and I got to grab something quick, there it's. It's right there. It's the first thing you see before you enter the Esplanade. So um, it's easy. Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) Godspeed. Um, (laughs) um, All right. So let's talk about some some shopping Um, and uh, some of the shopping options. You have uh, Coral Surf, which is uh, uh, like kind of surf apparel. Like PacSun. PacSun. Yeah. That stuff. The Disney Dress Shop, which I know is one of Katrina's favorite places. It definitely is. <laughs> um, uh, Disney Home, which is a lot of housewares and things like that. Uh, Disney Pin Traders is uh, one of the uh, carts. There's a lot of carts uh, around uh, downtown Disney. Um, of course, the ubiquitous Lego store, which we have here as well. Uh, Marceline's Confectionery. Uh, candy store, uh, Pandora jewelry for the Pandora freaks. Um, this is where you go. Um, uh, Sanook, which is uh, like apparel and I don't know if I've even ever stepped in this. Store. Like, it's like a shoe. <laughs> shoes and socks like shoes. and yeah. okay, yeah. 
Crocs. Crocs, yeah. Oh, that's why I've never stepped in. <laughs> yeah. They sell a lot of stance stuff there. So if you like the stance stores at Disney Springs, they sell a lot of stance, like foot, like you know, socks and underwear and stuff. You know those, you know those holes in the Crocs. Yeah, that's where your dignity leaks out. Um, <clears throat> Don't tell Tom Bell. That's all he wears. Well, he has no dignity. <laughs> um, Sephora uh, for makeup and cologne, perfume, things like that. Sunglass Icon. Um, uh, Wonderground Gallery, uh, which is their art gallery, uh, and of course their World of Disney store. Um, now I'm not going through all the kiosks, the little carts and kiosks that are there, but these are the main, the main ones. Um, world of Disney is a given. I mean, that's it's a World of Disney store. Taking World of Disney off the table, their their new uh, remodeled World of Disney will open this week, I believe, as we when this show is published too. Yeah, so it'll be open by the time this shows up. Yeah. Okay. A little jazzy up. No, I'll get a there, chance but, to see it while I'm out there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, obviously, World. Of, let's take World of Disney off the table yeah. here. It's World of Disney. Um, favorite place to shop? Oh, Brian? Wonderground Gallery for I me. Could have told I, you that. I'm not a big. I, I'm not. I, I I don't make like large purchases at once and stuff. And so like I like to go in and see the art because I like to paint myself sometimes not paint myself he does see. i like to paint well we've walked in the, we've walked in the studio a couple of times and he's had his shirt off and yeah. he's been i just painting his nipples self body paint but uh i still i still get nauseous when i think about it but my first on my first trip to disneyland um i was still a cast member um when we went out and so i got actually one of the uh hipster mickey the jared mariyama prints of the uh, Mickey with um, the like Disneyland tickets behind him that I hang in my living room and I, I, I love that little piece but I was able to get it because I still could get my cast member discount on it but um, I feel like every time I go in there I find something I like art galleries to begin with and this one is really it. it's a nice diverse type of art that we have we have it here at Walt Disney World but it's in the marketplace co-op and it's it's literally like just two walls it's kind of embarrassing I feel like because when I go into this other one they I can like walk around and I sometimes they'll have artists in there doing drawing out some sketches or something um, well we have the art of Disney uh, in the marketplace that so. is true we do have that as well but um I, I got some Corgi art the last time I was there, so I was really thrilled about that, too. So I always find something in there, even if it's just, like, the postcards or the little prints or something like that. And I don't know. It's just something that I feel like... Now, if we could just find hipster half-naked uh, Power Rangers with Corgis, um, oh that gosh. would be it. Uh, I would be dead. All right, <laughs> you got a job to do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the art we need created yeah, for, you know, for, for Rhino. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> if anyone's out there... So Rhino one, at www.info.com. <laughs> so uh, for Rhino, it's Wonderground Gallery. Um, Tyler, what about you? I would probably tend to agree with him. I think that's got to be my my favorite thing. I mean, I got I've got tons of paintings. I've even got this yeah. little Mickey back here with his uh, dull dull pineapple float and everything. So I I just love that store. I I, I have to go in there pretty much every time I walk by it to see if there's anything new because that's the best part about that store. Pretty much every time you go in there, the walls are like completely different, you know, at least with paintings. Uh, so I think that's really fun. I think a close runner up for me is Disney Home, which is one of the newest shops at Downtown Disney. And it does have a lot of the same things that you can find in other places like World of Disney and whatnot. But I just like it having all the home stuff together in one place. And anybody that's like a Patreon supporter knows that I do my Mug Mondays. And you like mugs? I, uh, I, I put... I, 
just had this huge mug collection, so I just love that stuff. That's an understatement. I thought Pete had a lot of mugs because I was like, oh, he's got mugs and, like, display cases and stuff. (laughs) I went and stayed at Tyler's house, and there I have never – I think he could drink out of a different mug every single day of the year and not have a repeat. Like, he – That might be true. That might be true. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Katrina, what about you? Uh. So, like Pete said, I actually really like the Disney dress shop. I like to go in there and just see what kind of new dresses they have. And they also, they don't have just dresses. They have jewelry and they have stuff for children. But talk about they, talk about the types of dresses they have. This is not like just dresses. This is yeah, Disney specific. It's like old, like old vintage, like inspired Disney dresses. And so finally Disney jumped on the bandwagon of making these beautiful old vintage dresses so you can, you know, do like how they do Dapper Day um, two times a year at the Disneyland Resort. So you can actually go buy like a Disney inspired dress. So um, I have like a Main Street inspired one, a Tiki Room inspired one, a Fantasyland inspired one. And they're always just like so cute. And now they finally jumped on another bag wagon for children. So they make little girl dresses. So mom and daughter can dress up in matching dresses. And I think that's like the cutest thing in the world. So now they have to do like bow ties and like ties for men. So they can all have like a cool, like, you know, family picture. Uh, and they also have like, you know, they, this is where you can find like the Dooney and Burke, like stuff, purses, wallets. They have a lot of lounge fly backpacks. So this is like a really good, and I think they have like a little Pandora section too. If you don't want to go to their Pandora store, they have like a little Pandora corner, but the only problem I will tell you guys is they only have one dressing room. Wow. It takes a very long time to try stuff on. So pick it wisely, either buy it and then return it. But I don't know. But they have a lot of cool inspired dresses. You can get lost in there for a good like 20 minutes or more. All right. What about you, Lorella? Oh, gosh. Mine's at the home store. I love the home store. <laughs> and uh, Tyler is right. You can see some of that stuff in other places. But I think it's very cute, done very well. And the back section is for pets. So if you have your, you know, want to dress up your dog or cat or what have you in some little Disney outfits, they have a whole line back there. And yeah, tried that and failed. uh, (laughs) Tried that and failed. So I really, I really enjoy looking in that store. I don't get something all the time, but just walking, I get some inspirations of what I should do to my house because I can't have all that stuff in my house. But uh, it's very, uh, they have a lot of tasteful items. It's not so just out there. It's, just, it's a lot of subtle Disney uh, pieces that you can add to your home. So I like that store. And for me, um, it's uh, sunglasses. Well, it's a it's a it's a it's a toss up because I do love the Disney Home Store as well. Um, I like having it all in one place. You can find this stuff other places, but this is the only place to see it. Like really, everything just in one place. And I always find something cool and different that I did not expect when I go in that store. But if we're going to base it on where I spend the most money, um, it is in. And don't ask me why. I only do this when I go out there. I don't do this when I'm here. I have a sunglass addiction. And I love buying sunglasses when I'm out there. So I'm in that sunglass icon all the time. And either that store or, you know, up further, uh, as you're heading toward the Disneyland Hotel, there is uh, there's a a cart. There's a sunglass icon cart um, that will have different stuff. So if you're looking for sunglasses... Um, you know, be sure to check out both of them because it's not the same stuff in both places. But um, 
I I, I really I, I gotta kind of, you know from this is that Disney feeling and cool stuff. It's definitely the home store. But if I'm going to base it on where I spend the most money in Disney or downtown Disney, uh, it's got to be it's got to be sunglass icon. Um, all right. So uh, one other thing we should really talk about um, here is uh, entertainment uh, at downtown Disney. I keep stopping my. See, it's funny. It's it's the pendulum. Yeah. The pendulum has swung the other way now. It took me a while to stop saying downtown Disney when I was talking about Disney Springs. Now when I talk about your downtown Disney, I got to stop myself from saying Disney Springs. Um, but. Uh, you know, uh, entertainment, first of all, we've talked about this before because of Disneyland's proximity to Los Angeles and the kind of entertainers that are out there in the entertainment capital of the world. Uh, they tend to have, you know, whether it's in the parks or in downtown Disney, they tend to have really, really, really good performers and entertainers. There's always some really good music going on there, but there's also some other things. Uh, talk to me about uh, uh, the names escaping me. The th- uh, the VR place. Oh, the void. The void. Yeah, thank the you. Void, yeah. So it's called Love the vibe. We, yeah, um, we actually did this a few weeks ago for the first time ever, and it was actually really cool. It's it's it, and you, you think of virtual reality like I don't know. At least when I do most of the time, I think you're standing in one place and you're kind of looking around. You can like look in directions, but this is like you're actually walking through the virtual corridors that you see in your headset, you are actually walking through those corridors in real life as well. Like if that makes any sense, am I describing that? Yeah. So appropriately, Rhino. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, Cause I, when I experienced the void, I experienced it at downtown Disney in Disneyland. And yeah. what Tyler's talking about is that, so you, you go into this room when you start and they put, you have to like back in and put this backpack on and then the goggles come on and essentially you, you've picked out your stormtroopers color. But when I turn and look, like if I was playing with you guys, I would look over and I would see Pete, like his body, I could reach out and like touch your arm and it's your arm. But in my eyes, I'm seeing a stormtrooper. And like the same with like, I'd look at Tyler and Katrina and they're not the emperor. They're there. No, you can only be stormtroopers <laughs> in this version, but, um, but no. And then like Tyler was talking about, then you walk and go into room to room. Like if you walk into a wall, you're going to hit a wall in your face. Yeah. Like you're, so they don't want you to walk into the walls or stuff. Like the, there's a part where they'll be like, okay, grab your blaster and you see it and you reach up and you are picking up a blaster in your real hands as well as in the VR thing. And like, so it's, it's kind really of, cool. You can like reach out and touch one of the droids at one point, and the droid is really there in the room. So like yeah. you, you, you're in. It's like a blend of real world VR. Now is this just a room, or is it a series of rooms a series that you're walking through? It's, a yeah. it's like a series of corridors that are all connected together. Yeah. So like you just you have like to keep walk walking, over. and then yeah. you don't have to like stand in like the same position. You just keep walking, and then you go in like a plane, and you get to sit down in a seat, yeah. and then. I, and it's cool, too, because you choose different colors so you can kind of tell people apart. Yeah. But this uh, guy that was with us, he chose the same color as me. But you could totally tell who was who because he was super tall and I was super short. It was so really like, funny. So I was like, oh, I totally know who Katrina is. <laughs> it's, but it's, I, I yeah. did not 
There's. Oh my gosh, I really like this. I don't really do VR stuff, and it didn't make me nauseous like I thought it was going to, and yeah. it was actually really fun. Well, there's like the there's a lot of effects that are incorporated into it too. So when you get shot, you feel it. Like you, I got shot in the stomach, and I felt it hit my side. And like, um, there's a part where you know we talk about going from room to room. Well, there's a part where you're coming out of the starship, and you there's a bridge, and it's over molten lava. And as you step your foot out, it you can feel heat on your calf, like on oh, your that's leg. crazy, and you can smell burning. You can smell the singeing like stuff as you go. And so you're, I'm afraid of heights. And I was like, dear God, if I am stepping on a real platform right now, like I remember everyone <laughs> in my group was like, oh, like, like we were going to fall over. And then I'm with Katrina too. I get really bad motion sickness and not for a single second during this did I ever feel dizzy or like any of that, wow. even for a second. So I was How blown long is away this? 30 by 30 minutes? Uh, it's it like 20 minutes. minutes. It, like 20 okay. minutes. it did not feel like it. It felt like five yeah. minutes, but we were there for a good time. I All will right, so say that right now it is Star Wars, and they announced a few weeks back that they're going to make this uh, Ralph Breaks VR at some point. I thought it was Disney Springs. Oh, is it just going to be Disney Springs? Oh, oh did I, don't I get know. that confused? No, I don't now, know. But now 20 minutes, uh, how, how much was it? Like uh, so Mondays through Thursdays, it's like thirty two ninety five, and then Friday through Sunday, it's uh, $34.95. Oh. And That's not bad. if you do it at night, though, it's highly recommended to make a reservation like ahead of time because it does get really busy at night because it's a really fun thing to do with your kids and, you know, date night or whatever. So it does get really busy. So it works every time. Yeah, time you know. Show up now, uh, by contrast, let's go across the, uh, the path from uh, the void over to Splitsville. Um, it is uh, basically the same thing as we have here in Disney Springs. Or on the west side, uh, the bowling alley with restaurant. Um, but this place doesn't have a great reputation, does it? I don't like it. It's... I'm sorry. I just I just don't appreciate. I, I I was happy for it to be there, but I don't. I, I think, think I, listen. I, I think their product is good. I think they have decent food. I think the bowling is cool. They've got a good style going on. It's way too expensive for what it is. It, it is ridiculously expensive. And we've talked about it before when Katrina and I, it was just the two of us, and we did bowling for two hours and had food, and it cost us over $200. And, and it was just... It, That's I mean, crazy. It was, yeah, it was just way too much. And I, and even even down to the things like, you know, I always use like a Blue Moon, like a beer as like a, a, a standard of like, of how expensive things are. And even like a thing like a blue moon, which should be like tops, like $8 at any bar you go to is like $12 at this place. And it's just like too much. It, everything is overpriced. And I don't know. Anyway, I, it's not about hating on the place. You can do some, you can have some fun bowling there. We did have a good time. Um, they have a lot of different lanes. They have two stories and it's a lot of American food mixed with sushi. So they have hamburgers and chicken tenders and things, and then sushi. So um, it's it's good food. It's just very expensive. Luella, have you experienced either of these two things, the Void or Splitsville? I have. I love the Void, and I did that with my kids. There is a height limit, so I can't do that with my little, little kids. Um, I think they'd freak out a little bit. But I don't know if any of you have seen Ready Player One. Have yes. seen that movie? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. That's what I imagined it would be like if I was in Ready Player One. It was 
that awesome. <laughs> it was that awesome. Very interactive. So um, I'm a big fan. I can't wait um, to do it again. But we went to Splitsville, me and my family, and we didn't bowl because we thought it was just way too expensive because I can just go to my neighborhood bowling lane. Um, but we ate and drank and enjoyed it. I love 60s mod. That's the vibe I get. I love that mod 60s. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that, being there in that atmosphere. But, yeah, it's expensive for, for it, what it is. But I, it's downtown Disney, so um, I'm not going to bowl there just because I'm not going to. But I will eat there again, and I'll take a drink, and we'll, we watched sports on the bar TV when we were there, so... Okay. I don't so, have ESPN zone anymore, <laughs> so we can go there. Everybody has said it's expensive, so I have the price. It says Monday through Friday, open to 4 p.m. It's $19 a bowler. 4 p.m. to close, it's $24 a bowler. And then Saturday and Sunday, it's $24 a bowler, period. Um, and then the time allotted to bowl is based on your group size. So if you have one to two bowlers, it's just an hour. Three to four is an hour and 15. Five to six, an hour and a half. Seven to eight, an hour and 45. But so for two people for an hour, it's uh, if you go open a four, it's like forty dollars. That's a lot for bowling. That normally, and you have to like if you're eating too, it yeah. takes up a lot of time. So if you want to bowl, I would just say bowl and maybe get like finger foods, like appetizers, but not a meal. Be sticking your fingers in that bowling and then eating food, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's doing it. <laughs> um, all right. So, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you think people should know? about downtown Disney. We'll start with you, Tyler and Katrina. I mean, I think if you're going to be driving to downtown Disney, you should know that there is no free parking un unless you uh, eat at one of the establishments or buy something at one of the establishments. Uh, it is going to be, uh, I believe, $6 an hour unless you go and get validation. If you get validation at a sit-down place, you're going to get five hours, and if you get validation at a merchandise location, you're going to get three hours. So, um, I, I think it's wow. I didn't know that. Actually, yeah, it's a, it, you know for us if we know we're just going to be there to do something in the afternoon or whatever. Sometimes we will buy something at Downtown Disney and and just park there. Um, but it, it what there's this is the parking. So this is after you pay. So they do it in half hour increments. So it's $12 charged in 30 minute increments with a minimum of $6 charge after the initial 15 minute grace period. Oh, okay. And then there's a $48 maximum daily limit. And it's a $20 yeah, so minimum purchase to get that parking validated. Say that again? It's $20 minimum purchase to get three hours of your parking validated. Luella, what about you? Is there some uh, anything that we haven't discussed that you think is important for people to know about Downtown Disney? Well, one of my favorite things about Downtown Disney is the bands. And there is a stage that is located where the in between the old AMC and the ESPN zone and a lot of the bands that used to play at Tomorrowland Terrace, because if you don't remember, Tomorrowland Terrace has this lifting stage and there was bands that used to play there. And a lot of these bands are local bands and they have a big following. But you'd have to have a ticket to go into Disneyland. So now that it's in downtown Disney, you can see these great bands. Last night I went and saw 80s All-Stars and I love them. It's like 80s music. Uh, they have all kinds of different genres, different music bands. And there are people that go there and just dance and have a good time. And that whole area, Esplanade, in front of AMC is now seating. So you can sit and people watch and dance and have a good time. So 
you can have a really nice time just watching all the different uh, performers there. And that's not the only place where they have performers. They have performers all throughout, and they're good performers. There was a violinist last night. They have the scarolers going around that um, dress up as ghosts and sing, and they harmonize, and they're excellent. So that's another thing. That roaming entertainment is good there. Awesome. And what about you, Rhino? Um, I think I'd just like people to know it's not – if you come from the East Coast and you're familiar with Disney World and whatever version of our downtown Disney, whether it's downtown Disney, Disney Springs or any of that that you're familiar with, this one – you can't go with the same expectation. Like you already can tell from the list of um, dining and food options that we've given you that this is not an all-day activity. Um, this is more of a on your like on your way sort of a thing, or like maybe you need a break from being in the park and you want to just go out there. Like it's not it's not quite the destination experience that our Disney Springs has become. It's more of just. Um, just if you need somewhere to go eat, like that's what I feel like it's aimed at more of keeping people in Disneyland, offering them food. And while you're eating, you can also do a little bit of shopping. Right. And I like the fact that, uh, you know, if you're staying at, uh, on site, if you're staying at the Grand or the Disneyland Hotel or even Paradise Pier, um, it's really simple just to run over there yeah. and buy stuff, put it back in your room. Uh, it's not, you know, you don't need buses to get there. You don't need transportation to get there. If you're staying off site, then, but you know, you'll need a, some way to get into the park. But most offsite places you can walk. Um, so it's it's very centrally located, as you pointed out. It's not uh, uh, it's not a destination per, yeah. in and of itself. But what I think people also ought to keep in mind is that uh, this is basically a long strip. Uh, Downtown Disney is a long strip that runs between the Disneyland Hotel. And the Esplanade, which is the, where, the, where the entrance to California Adventure and Disneyland Park uh, is. And in the evenings, especially uh, on weekends, becomes very, very, very crowded. Um, like on weekends, it can be just a nightmare to navigate. Well, I mean, weekends in general. Keeping in mind that Disneyland is a locals park. So evenings and weekends, a lot of locals are coming out. Uh, to be in the parks in downtown Disney. Um, so crowds are a little different than what we're used to here. So, all right. I think that will do it for this episode of our show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another episode of the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.